Hey, Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life incidents. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hello! Hi. I'm Griffin. Steve. This is Kill to Death. The Improvised True Crime Podcast. Steve, how and are guess you? What? And guess what? I'm good. And how are you? I'm good. The new roommates, uh, Reese and Kyle, have moved in. Yes, I've been replaced, and that's canon now, and Eric is Lord knows where. To stop! We said we, oh, would, yeah. we never had to mention him on the podcast again, and every time we did, we would have to apologize to the listeners. Right. Sorry, listeners. And sorry, listeners. I'm sorry for um, evoking those images of Eric oh, God. that you had to see. Um, but there's some other... Um, the business that we need to attend to. And it's it's the problem of animals? Yeah, that's right. We're talking about our furry friends. Is the problem that it's a question? No, the problem is... Uh, can you even believe that the problem is animals? Because they're so cute and awesome normally that I can't believe they'd ever be a problem. But right. this time, they are. They are. Yeah. It's when squirrels and rabbits and things get into your garden and they get into your home and in fact squirrels made a home on our deck here and they made it out of leaves and when springtime comes guess what it's going to keep happening again so these are some helpful tips to deter these animals from coming onto your property and making it their own home right yes tip uh, number 1 don't worry about it oh tip number 1 is you don't don't care about it well if they seem particularly nice, then maybe you could just stake out that little bit of your home as now their home. Is that such a big deal? Is that what we you've stopped done going with your on the deck? Squirrel nest. We gave up the deck. We said, guys, if you need it, they obviously need it more than us. And it does uh, look like you haven't left your house in a few weeks. We can't. <laughs> they won't let you through. <laughs> it is. It is a lockdown. But um. More importantly, it's because we cannot go out on the deck because the squirrels have taken over. And we might renegotiate something come springtime, but for now, it's their domain. We don't go near it. And yeah. I feel like that's, it's kind of worked out the best for us, but that might not always be the case for people. Right, yeah. Uh, a tip uh, my mom used to do as we were growing up, uh, mm. because animals don't like human hair, uh, mm -hmm. so far I'm not doing a bit, she would ask the barbers whenever we would go get a haircut for a bag of all the leftover hair uh she would bring her own garbage bag she would get the barbers to sweep the hair into it and then take all like the floor hair and sprinkle it throughout our garden okay well guess what also cayenne pepper apparently oh barbers usually don't have okay what's that what's that they, stuff they have in those tubes that blue liquid yeah so cayenne pepper is not blue uh nor liquid Oh, okay. Yeah, but you but you have been killing your plants by pouring in that disinfectant. Into I go garden. to the barbers. I ask for that stuff, and and then I just kind of do a. Light and they the... have to give it to you. <laughs> they do. They, they have to admit that they're a barber. If you walk into a barber's and ask for anything, the customer is always right. You get it. Uh, as you can see, my chair is pretty swivelly. Was that because they greased up your chair? <laughs> Because I went to the barbers and I said, give me all your grease. Yes. Yes. And they have to give it to you. And maybe, is that what's in that tube then? Because you still haven't said what's in the tube if you're so smart and know about it, actually. 
Uh, yeah, I know what's in the tube. <laughs> you have to tell me. And tip, tip number three. No, that was my tip. Get the blue liquid. <laughs> 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 which you said was, of course, cayenne powder, which will scare yeah, the animals Yeah, but it still stands. Because it may kill all your plants, but it definitely detracts the animals from coming to eat your plants because the plants are all dead now. That's fair. Uh, so tip number four, then, uh, is to put up a tiny uh, sold real estate sign uh, yeah. anywhere outside on your property, on every mm-hmm. little nook, and make it animal-sized so they can read it. Uh, so make it appear as if it was for sale. And then slap on one of the sold signs over top. Uh, and if you want, you can put in brackets to a bear or something else that Ooh, animals really yeah. won't like to hear. <laughs> and to make it realistic, you should put a tiny picture of like a little squirrel in a suit yes! on the sign. <laughs> and he's the realtor. <laughs> or, or she, sorry. Any squirrel can be a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve, tip number five. And of course, um, tip number five is to um, go full meat diet and don't even worry about plants. Go Jordan Peterson style. Just eat meat. But um, then, I've heard that's best for you anyway. But then you've got a bunch of cows on your yard. Yeah, but squirrels don't come and mess with cows. And if you put up a sign that says sold to cows, they'll never come near it. <laughs> uh, Steve, speaking of, uh, hey, uh, you know, meat is murder. As they That's say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Speaking of, uh, would you like to solve a murder? I'd like to solve a meat, yeah. The victim. Months. Harbor Master. Today's guest. Preston Paperwork the third. Sailing instructor who found the body. Preston, hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love your outfit. Oh well. What can I say? I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't expect a sailing instructor to be in a full disco getup. Yeah, well, not working today. That's why I have time to do podcast. <laughs> and uh, how how has your work been and been affected? I guess it's the winter time also. Do you take the whole winter off? Uh, yeah, you should take most of the winter off. The a lot of bodies of water covered in ice. Uh, you know, but more time for me to go on various podcasts and also to uh, well do disco dancing. Frankly. <laughs> You so you're a sailing instructor. That's right. That's right. Is this for kids? Is this for adults? Ah, uh, not for kids. I do not think kids belong out on the water. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'll see a, a motorboat of a family go by, and I'll say, "I like the mom and dad up there, but I, these kids, there's no place for them." You'll say that. I'll scream it into an upturned pylon. <laughs> <laughs> well. Does, you're okay with the motorboats, then? As a sailing instructor, do you, I thought maybe you'd have some some beef with the motorized version. Well, I'll admit there's an uneasy piece there, but <laughs> we've uh, we've uh, we've been forced to put aside those differences. You know, the sailing community is not as strong as we once were. We can't really control our turf. Yeah, cell phones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back in the days of you know Christopher Columbus, Ferdinand Magellan, Vasco da Gama. <laughs> You could go on. I could go on and on and on. Prince Henry, the navigator. But we ruled the seas. Now motorboats, it's, it's just the way it's going. So do you do you know how to captain those like uh, multi-masted uh, large ships? Yeah. Wow. You, yeah, I tell people to walk the plank. If they're not doing so good. If they're, if they're not catching on, you make them jump into the water. That's right. That's right. 
and hoisted. Oh, various things need to be hoisted. The crow's what, what nest. What other than sails gets hoisted? Um, something called a petard. <laughs> and what is that? That is a uh, different. Uh, I think it might be a kind of glove. <laughs> Isn't that? A, I'm pretty sure that's a Star Trek spinoff show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, I like tell us. Is it? Bo- is it also the job to batten down the hatches? Oh, yeah. oh the, hat- yes, the hatches must be do. battened. The poop deck must be swabbed. Right. Okay. Land uh, needs to be a hoid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Land, ho- land is hoed. Yeah, land is hoed. But chip, that's by chip, the farmers. Yeah, chips are a hoid. <laughs> chips are a hoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is this down at the Toronto Ahoy waterfront? the chips. Uh, is this Lake Ontario right here? Uh, yeah. Principally Lake Ontario, but I also will, you know, sometimes venture forth and do the Atlantic, Pacific, Indian. You sail the oceans. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very the oceans do blue. You, have you ever participated in one of those like uh, sailing races where you're out solo for like weeks and weeks? Are you referring to a regatta? Uh, is that what they're called? I think so. <laughs> and yes, I'm a veteran. I think that's of many a kind of cheese. Regattas. The paperwork family has been. Uh, one of the principal ones of the old sailing families for many generations. Wow. So you, you have done that. That's so scary to me. Once you understand... Griffin. I can call you Griffin? Yeah. Can I call you Preston? Mm-hmm. Griffin, once you understand the ship, you understand, you get the feel for it, she'll steer you true every time. <laughs> so you don't do much. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, there's important things to know. Poop deck, swab, chip, ahoy. <laughs> but uh, we have an, a, a relationship, me and my my vessel. So this I... is the same vessel every time. Oh, oh, yes. Tell us about your ship, yeah. Mm-hmm. What or has to have a name. Uh, her name is the USS Kevin Klein. Oh, so this is a government ship? Is that how that works? Uh, no, no, no. USS usually refers to government, but my letters stand for something a little bit different. <laughs> Isn't it just SS? Is, is there a U? Oh, I think I may have been stuck on, you mentioned Star Trek earlier. I think yeah. I might call them. Yeah, well, mine's USS. Uh, which right, stands okay. for? It stands for underwater. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm sorry to hear about your boat. <laughs> well, I guess part of the boat goes underwater. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit sits under the water, and I. A lot of people ignore that, and I like to. You love the that, keel. Yeah, I like to acknowledge that the keel is under the water. Uh, th- some of the ballast. Uh, but yes, underwater, and then sailing, of course. Right. And then I, I throw in as the second S, surprise. Underwater sailing surprise. Mm-hmm. Kevin Klein. And what is the surprise? <laughs> Yeah, but it's a different Kevin Klein. There's the actor is the actor is new because this is my grandfather's ship. You have to recall. Oh, and Kevin Klein is only about sixty five years old. The actor, right? I'm not but happy but him. Kevin Klein paperwork, of course. Kevin Klein paperwork is my great. Well, his father, because my great grandfather was, of course, called Preston Paperwork the first. His father was called Kevin Klein paperwork. <laughs> and then I think maybe. Kevin Klein, the actor's parents, were looking through a registry of some of the best names of the 1800s. Saw that one, and now, unfortunately, everyone thinks oh, I named think my boat. They after stole Kevin it Klein. from your grandfather, great grandfather. A hundred percent. I mean, every celebrity's name is stolen. I know. Brad Pitt used to be a type of bread, ripped from the <laughs> from the history books. Yeah, I think 
all of them are former great sailors normally. Yeah, great sailors are in that one instance a type of bread. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was kind of an outlying example, I guess. Yeah. Is it a large ship? Is this one of the multi-masted ones? Is this yeah, it's about 300 one? feet long, three foot wide. Very narrow. Yeah, but that wow. makes it very quick, very fast in these boat races. It absolutely just slices through the wind. Very little resistance. This is basically like uh, how uh, in the olden days uh, there'd be those log rollers who would ride one big tree down the river. Yeah, for a visual reference point, it kind of looks like a big number two pencil. <laughs> is the paint scheme as such as well? Well, yeah. You they... painted the stern pink? Well, it's not even so much paint. It's really a rub, a big rubber thing. Well, it's a fender of... for when you're backing yeah, up. Yeah, on account of the yeah. fact that I, I'm a great sailor, but I cannot parallel park. <laughs> Well, when it's a 300-foot pencil. <laughs> I know. It's hard to <laughs> see back there. And the and wheel it's a, is right It's also tough front. when people are watching you. No, You don't like the parallel park. There's all these people standing out on the dock. They're all looking over at you. And you're like, you know, it, sometimes the pressure's on. It's true. And with your boat especially, if the front end clips, you're going to draw all over the boat in front of you. I know. I know. It's a big, <laughs> it's a big, it's a big problem. <laughs> and how many? And there are masts, of course. Uh, yeah, there's masts. How they, many? There's three, and they kind of look like big number two pencils. <laughs> Are they the same and height as the boat? they're, of course, connected by a bunch of scotch tape. Yeah, so, so if you look at this from afar, it kind of looks like uh, if there was a kid holding a number two pencil across his palm, and then he was trying to do the Wolverine thing of make, using pencils to be claws. <laughs> kind of looks yeah. like that. Also, I mean, that is awesome. The master two of them are tilted. <laughs> There's yeah. only one pointing yeah. straight up. They're, yeah, and they're they're all in a, in a horizontal line, and, and two of them are kind of going kitty corner out over the water. <laughs> this must be quite the spectacle to see coming towards you in the water. Well, you won't see it long. It's fast as hell. <laughs> It'll zip by you before you even say, what's now? Is that a big pencil? And uh, you found the harbor master dead months. That's right. That's right. Thank you for reminding me of the... Reason of my visit. <laughs> Did you know Munts well? Oh, God, we all knew him well. He'd been the harbor master of that harbor for uh, for decades. He was right. an institution. And, and this is the main harbor where you would park the uh, underwater sailing surprise Kevin mm -hmm. Klein. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. He would oversee any kind of docking fees, any kind of the organization of... What ships, what boats are going to leave when? He... Oh, that's like, and that's like a big game of rush hour, kind of. That's right. And in the, in the sense that he was kind of a wisecracking New York cop. Yeah. And he worked with a no-nonsense Hong Kong cop. Yeah, Jackie Chan. Exactly. Right. Uh, so Munce was a cop. Wow. He, well, he's what we call a harbor cop. Okay. Their so jurisdiction crimes. is limited, but they're extremely powerful where they're powerful. <laughs> Right, and you would fall directly in that jurisdiction, I'm sure. That's right, that's right. Um, and I found him absolutely deceased one day, and it, it's really thrown... Not, oh, fully? Yeah, not to, not, to, not to make a little pun, but it's, it's made waves. <laughs> in the boating community? In the boating community, it's made waves. A little ripple in, in your big life? wave. I'm sorry? Oh, I just meant where the other waves could be. In your life? Mm. In mm. your heart? No, no, exclusively in the boating community. Oh, okay. It's really not a big story out of that. He was not right. in any of the major dailies. The, the Daily Show. Yeah, The Daily Show. I, I would always watch The Daily Show, and I would say, it's crazy that Munts the Harbor Master is not a correspondent. 
Was he? Now I'm imagining like a classic grizzled fisherman. Is that right? Uh, grizzled, yes, he was old, but not a fisherman. He uh, cop. Well, yeah, but he he really prided himself on his appearance. He dressed up to the nines every day. He wanted that harbor to be, you know, thought of as a you know very serious endeavor. Right. Yet still grizzled. Extremely grizzled. That man, he would wear tuxedos, but he would not shave or shower. <laughs> I would always so say, I would always, I would always come aboard, and I'd say, months. You're so close to getting the the image you want, but you're missing some critical steps. <laughs> what what are the duties of harbormaster? What would he do? Oh, sorry. Uh, other than the organization, rush of hour. Ships, that's right. Well, rush but, hour. Yeah, but he would. Yeah, he was also responsible for any merit, any dot crime, any dot crime. Mm. Uh, yeah, he would also throw the pizza parties, <laughs> or not so much throw, but organize and make sure the venue and the food's ordered. Right. Often he well, would leave Jackie Chan to kind of MC. <laughs> is this a, a doc that has a lot of problems with crime? Um, I mean, I'm sad to say that uh, that yes. The uh, well, I'm sorry like, you had to say it. I don't, I don't like to tell tales on my own doc, but the past few years have been pretty bad. We've had some doc cartels move in, oh. a few doc arsons. So his job was hard. Extremely challenging, yes. Yeah, and he did it well. If only he would he go undercover into the dock cartels. Yeah, if only he would have pulled a comb <laughs> through his hair once in a while. <laughs> now, tell us about where you found Munz. Mm. Well, I found him in the big life jacket box. Oh, there's <sighs> one communal life jacket box. Yeah, and none of them are really ever the right size. You know, you go in and they're either impossibly huge yeah. or like for little kids and some still have like people's names written on the inside and you're like I, yeah. I don't want to wear this, this exactly. is someone's they've forgotten they're clearly recently wet <laughs> <laughs> and you always end up with one that's like clearly the off-brand one there's like a few that are really nice and matching and then yeah. there's one that you're like this there's one looks those... like it's like sagging yeah there's those ones with kind of the floating piece behind your head and there's others that aren't and you're looking at the ones that aren't and you're yeah. like is this okay like is this the same was that piece doing something important is there a difference between orange and blue and yellow and blue yeah yeah Do, does that make a difference is like one a different class and every time there's one that's just red i'm like oh they'll think i work here <laughs> <laughs> some have like three straps and some just have the two and i'm like do i need three straps yeah to stay alive that one strap that kind of goes under your crotch <laughs> yeah is that just for the kids yeah should i have a crotch strap and any and if you'll recall i don't think any kids should be on the harbor oh right, right. so you toss those life jackets oh if you find a kid life jacket you get rid of it yeah i throw it up and hit it with my louisville slugger <laughs> And it sails across the oh, horizon, yeah. out of sight. Out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> so you found him in the life jacket box. Yeah, it was really troubling. I can, I can imagine. It was just a... First I saw those the tails and his nice little Fred Astaire oh, And you shoes. don't like tails on the dock. No. Because kids will pin them. <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? No, earlier you no, said when you were telling tales stories from Tales on the Dock, you didn't like doing it. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> T-A-L-E-T-A-I-L. Neither have a place on the dock. <laughs> that's just a little rhyme to remember the, that's, your, yeah, your old saying. There's a bunch of harbor rhymes to try and just make sure common rules are not ignored. And what are some of those? 
if you R-O-N, you'll D-I-E. So come on over and... E-I-E-I-O. If you run, you'll die, so come on over and E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, that one was a bit of a tie-in to Old MacDonald, which was a big song on the charts at the time. <laughs> well, Old MacDonald that... has a doc as well, but nobody talks about that. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was a hope that that would really make it memorable. You see, I kind of struggled with that one. Thought there would be a obvious rhyme. But you did see Tails in the life jacket bin. Yes, his suit Tails... And then I inched my little fingers up that body. And then as soon as I touched his pulse, I knew it was non... No pulse. Non-grata. <laughs> as soon as you touched the pulse, you knew it was non-pulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I tried to call Jackie Chan. I couldn't get him on the phone. So I ended up having to call regular police. And they said, You want us to go where? <laughs> <laughs> you want us to high kick who? Yeah, exactly. So after some jurisdictional battles, they, uh, they took his body away and got it all taken care of. But it's, uh, yeah, it's thrown a pall over the whole harbor proceedings, frankly. Does just anyone have access to this life jacket bin? Oh, no, 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 no. You have to fill out a form. You basically have to own a ship or be a dock employee. Right. So whoever whoever at least disposed of his body there had access to it. That's right. Is there a code? Is there a lock? Yes, but the code is just um, uh, the letters O uh, H2O. Right. And everybody knows it. You yeah. know? <laughs> because it's, say, that's not that obvious to crack. <laughs> well, there is only three sections to enter the things. The middle one is yeah. all numbers. The two on either side are all <laughs> yeah. letters. Yeah. So and it's, once and you it's, narrow it down... And yeah. carved into the lock is a hint. <laughs> what is the hint? <laughs> and the hint says, think of the thing we like, but in chemical form. Right. So Underwear? Underwater. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Mm. The trouble is a lot of... Um, there's a big regatta in town this month, so a lot of the harbor master's biggest enemies have signed up. Oh, why is that? Well, he's um Look, I love Muntz. I thought he was an outstanding harbor master. He's a bit of a sailing nationalist. And what do you mean by that? He would always root really hard for the Canadian squads in various regattas. <gasps> no! And, and really oh, kind root, of root disrespect the, the squads from other countries. Oh, so. he would moon them? Yeah. I can only assume. <laughs> oh, he would moon. And I've got to say, if you thought his head was grizzled. <laughs> He's wow. got a grizzled butt. Yeah, peeking out from under those suit tails was a yeah. big, big ass beard. Yeah. Was it just covered in hair? My goodness, it was a tangled little jungle in there. <laughs> hubba, hubba. Oh, you liked. <laughs> <laughs> No, we use hubba to mean the opposite thing in, on the water. Oh. Yeah. We think hubba bubba is nasty. <laughs> but anyways, people, delegates from all over the world were in town. and What regatta not, is this? It's the World Championships of Sailing oh, 2020. Wow. Does it One. change cities like the Olympics? That's right. Nine out of ten times, it's in San Diego. But every once out of ten times, it's so here. not like the Olympics at all. <laughs> well, sometimes the San Diego residents just get too sick of it, so they chase it away for a year, and then they forget what they're missing. <laughs> and they've been in town for the past month mm-hmm. for the regatta of 2021. Mm-hmm. It is, of course, winter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I imagine this makes the regatta extremely difficult. It's qualifying, you dolt. <laughs> and what is qual- how do you qualify for the regatta? You just dis- you go into a little room and write a test describing what you're gonna do, and the judges say whether they think it's gonna be fast or not. <laughs> you absolute dolt. Are you in the race? Ah, uh, yes. What was your qualifying description? Uh, my qualifying description was well, I already get good points for doing a drawing of my boat because they say, whoa, skinny. That'll be fast. <laughs> uh, pretty easy to draw, just like four lines. And honestly, I trace. I have a pencil right there. <laughs> what do you trace it with? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture you in the test just holding up the pencil, putting it back down, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it back I, up. I pick it up and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I often run out of time because I can't figure out exactly how to do it, even though I think it must be possible somehow. <laughs> But they liked your picture of the boat. Yes, 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 yes. They saw what I was trying to do. They saw my intent. Uh, and then I kind of described I... what route I would take. Uh, and uh, I've gotten I've gotten clearance to compete in the re- real regatta. The, oh, the, the actual 2021 World Championship of Sailing. I made it through qualifications, brother. <laughs> now, uh, when is the last time you had seen Months Alive? Uh, I saw him. I actually saw him the night before his murder. Oh, what was it? Uh, what was going on? Where was this? He was eating a pizza TV party? dinner, huh? Pizza party? Yeah. Well, the sad thing about it is we have a pizza party was supposed to be tomorrow. We probably have to cancel it now. <laughs> That's a sad thing. Yeah. No, he was eating a TV dinner just in the harbor zone. <laughs> <laughs> just somewhere in the harbor. Yeah. The harbor. <laughs> That's where you saw him. Yeah, and he was eating a TV. He was eating a TV dinner and texting. <laughs> I didn't think it was... This is, this is normal for him. Yeah. He loves texting. He loves TV dinners. And I really didn't think anything of it. I went right home. And then, obviously, the next day. It is noteworthy that he wasn't there when I signed out my boat on the, the next day. I thought, whoa, he, that TV dinner must have kept him up. He slept through his alarm. But uh, <laughs> but so, <laughs> you so thought he overslept because he had a TV dinner. Yeah, though some of those... I don't know if you had TV dinner, man. Some of those are pretty good. And pretty well, big. They y- take you yeah, a while. I eat man meals. Mmm. <laughs> And what do you mean by that? It's a brand. Mm. And it's just steak. <laughs> That's yeah, my new diet. One steak. Yeah, one st- it's just one steak, but they still have all the little like compartments. Because I think a packaging is still this universal. So. <laughs> yeah. But the but steak it's just is one big, steak so it kind of drips over all the compartments. <laughs> <laughs> and then your steak gets a little imprint of like the different channels. Yeah. Oh and yeah, you're it's like, been even in there for it a wasn't while, there. and the lid kind of can't close because it's <laughs> yeah. like a. Ma- a you can kind of be like, <laughs> yeah. So your steak, steak is bad by the time you buy it. <laughs> oh, but it yeah. makes you feel but good. But I mean, as a it's man. still steak. It's better than eating any of that vegetable crap. <laughs> Vegetables are for girls. Yeah, we know that. That's so why they're pink. At some at some point during that evening, before the next morning, yeah, something had happened to months down at the harbor. Yeah, something between when I saw him eating that TDD dinner in the harbor zone and when I got back from my sale. And hopefully we can figure out what exactly that was. Uh, what we're going to do is take a quick break. Uh, mm. And when we come back, uh, ideally we can end the episode. <laughs> this week, God willing. And we are back on uh, the podcast version of Killed to Death. Uh, and we got so distracted, we forgot to introduce me properly, and I am Bones. Yeah, you did say Steve. Uh, that is, I of know. course, incorrect. Uh, your nickname is Bones. Been out of the game too long. But I'm back, and I'm Bones. Yeah, uh, 
Preston, of course, Preston Paperwork the Third. I knew a Bones once. Are you talking about right now? Well, I, I knew a, nif- a different Hello. Bones. A different Bones. Yeah. Tell us about him. <laughs> uh, she was she was played by Emily Deschanel on the hit show Bones. <laughs> Character's name was Temperance Brennan, but everyone liked to call her Bones on account of she knew a heck of a lot about Bones. That's why we call because of Bones. Oh, okay. And because I have so many. Mm. Yes, he's got a ton. Uh, you know when you grow up and they're supposed to fuse together? Mm-hmm. He's all separated. He's got more. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's like uh, he's like if you cooked very small sections of spaghetti. So yes, it's very wiggly, but there's a lot of hard bits in there. Is that the best analogy for you, Steve? <laughs> you got out right in the middle of that analogy, and I you've come back, and I can only assume it was perfect. <laughs> it was it was perfect, Mister Spaghetti. <laughs> Preston, you found uh, the body of Harbormaster Muntz dead in the life jacket bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is down at which har- which harbor is this? This was uh, Main Harbor, Main Harbor, Toronto, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that this by a- Main Street Station? Uh, no, oddly, no. It's a hundred percent by Pape. A hundred percent, my face. There is cool at Pape. There's, there's no part of it that you could be on and be like, "What station am I closest to?" And the answer wouldn't be definitely Pape. So, do you have access to the water? A hundred percent. Oh, okay. There's a small stream that goes from Pape Station down to the lake. Yeah, and it, God, there's hell to pay when a city bus accidentally drives in there. (laughs) We say, "What the heck?" You have to, you have to sail down with and skewer it with your pencil boat. I know. I, I write fool on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel bad. I do a three-point turn and erase it. <laughs> uh, the last time you had seen Munz uh, was the night before at the harbor. Uh, he was eating his TV dinner and texting. Everything yep. was normal. Uh, this was, of course, somewhere within the harbor zone. Yeah, the harbor zone. Uh, which is 100% <laughs> by Pape Station. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, uh, of course, you found him dead in the life jacket bin. The life jacket bin can only be accessed by those who know the code. Uh, so that's anyone who has a boat there, uh, the dock workers, or uh, the regatta that was in town. Yeah, the I think they might also give it to the mayor, but he has an airtight alibi. Yeah, what was he up to? I think he may have been texting somewhere. <laughs> airtight. <laughs> Was he? Did him and Munz text often? They were good buddies, oddly. I guess Harbormaster is a direct extension of the mayor's office. Yeah. And boy, does he have to go on bended knee to get have some funding every now and then. <laughs> Jeez Louise. When you saw Munz's body in there, uh, obviously it didn't have a pulse. Was there anything that suggested what killed him? Um, His body was extremely warm. Oddly warm. Oh, so it's, this was very fresh. Or are you talking about warmer than it was normally? I would say warmer. I would say getting close to hot, hot, hot. Because <laughs> I remember putting my hand there and I was about to say hot, hot, hot. And then I felt it would be wrong considering. But that was definitely the impulse. Right. Well, hubba hubba is reversed. Uh, is it hot, hot, hot also reversed? You say yeah, that did you not understand I meant, his, I meant his body was ice cold? Right. Oh, oh it was frozen. Yeah. It was, a, it was honestly a block of ice. Now, this could be exposure if he was outside all night eating dinner. Hmm. I don't know. Those TV dinners are pretty warm. Now, that's true. But his phone was low on battery, so it wouldn't have been too hot. 
<laughs> right. So uh, he had been frozen and stuffed into this bin. But Griffin, I ask you this. Go ahead. If Even if he had died of exposure, how did he end up in the freaking life jacket box? No, this this for sure was murder. Uh, did you try to Scooby-Doo caveman style use a hairdryer and melt him out? Well, I I didn't mean to, but I was drying my own hair at the time, and some spillover definitely happened. <laughs> so you walk around the dock with the long extension cord as you blow dry your hair and go yeah, about Yeah, well, I'm trying to look good. You know, you get a little water you in your hair. You don't want to look like months. Well, I know. It's like months. Slap a little aftershave on there. I'm begging you. <laughs> Well, in order to have aftershave, he'd have to shave. Yeah, well, yeah. I was implying the first part. <laughs> the uh, but, but, yeah, I was blowing my hair dry, and some of it started to melt his big block of ice. And it sadly confirmed what we all knew. He had been frozen solid. Dead zone. Wow. Now, is there anything other than exposure there that could do this? Do, is there any kind of freezer? Is there a harbor uh, restaurant? Well, there is. There's a legend. Um, we don't like to talk about it. It's really an old wives' tale. Our old wives think it's true, and we How don't. How old is your wife? My wife is almost a hundred years old. <laughs> almost? <laughs> yeah. She's getting there. And I do not know what to get her for the big 100. <laughs> what do you get what to do you, What do you get everything? the woman who has everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's a story for a different time. Her birthday's in three days. I still got time to figure that one out. <laughs> Anyway, but this legend. Yeah, my old wife. She's always <laughs> she's always telling stories about the uh, the harbor yeti. Oh, which is a mythical creature. I mean, my old wife claims to have seen it, but it's a mythical creature, a snow and ice being who comes out of the water and turns everything cold. Also, there is a big industrial freezer over at the harbor restaurant. <laughs> And it has been suspiciously empty these last fortnight. These last fortnight it's been empty? Mm-hmm. But my ancient wife really believes it's the Yeti. The harbor But I mean, the harbor. It, it comes out of the water <laughs> to make everything cold. Yeah. He's kind of like the Night King. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely like the Night King. And uh, once again, of course, there was a regatta in uh, with lots of different people a lot mm -hmm. of enemies of months mm -hmm. uh they came from all over the world to compete in this sailing race mm -hmm. wow oh uh let me click hello 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 there oh hello we're, we're well, getting I'll a picture ahoy ahoy chips ahoy chips ahoy to you fellow sailor ah chips ahoy a, a fellow sailor I recognize that cap anywhere. A sailor's cap. Yeah, over yeah, my Bee Gees cap, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you are, of course, wearing your disco uniform. I had to uh, blow dry my off long Bee Gees hair. Sorry? One more, t one more t I said it's the off season, and you said something else. I said I had to blow dry my long <laughs> Bee Gees hair. That's true. That's true. You you're, have to blow dry your long Bee Gees hair. You're a sailor and of course, as well. I am a sailor as well. Of course... Clean-shaven, crew-cut, but of course the shabbiest clothes you've ever seen. <laughs> In some ways, I'm starting to think this guy's the opposite of months. I don't know what would give you that idea. Are you a harbor master? Yes. Uh, where, where? Where? Of where? The tip. The tip of Sweden. This the is very the very tip. 
not to go in. I could tell by your accent. Not to go in on Sweden. But this is what absolutely drives me crazy about Sweden. They let their harbor masters also compete in regattas. There's no separation of harbor master and sailor. And that Greg Polar show. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you were that good polar, make it in America. (laughs) Fuck. We love that show. But we also don't have any crime at our harbors, so there's no need for me to do double duty. So I might as well compete in a regatta. And might I just say that I miss San Diego this year? <gasps> Nothing's freezing in San Diego. Do you see why Munts hated these guys? <laughs> They're so smug. I'm not talking the good smug, who was guarding all that hobbit gold. <laughs> yeah, he was good. <laughs> Are you talking about smug the dragon? <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> uh, this is a bad kind of you're, smug. You're competing in the uh, World Sailing Championships 2021. Uh, do you mind if I ask what your qualifying uh, form was? I, you can. I, for people who are uninitiated, means yes. You know that. You're a sailor. Right. I... But I am not talking about your eyes and your head. The movie I, Robot's yes. very different for us. <laughs> yeah, it would be Yes, Robot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a robot yes, version of that sitcom yes, last year. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mr. Sweden. <laughs> yes, and you know me, that is my name. It's Captain Sweden, though. <laughs> because I captain a ship. And of, of course. course, for my test, I drew a nice little picture of my ship. Oh, we can redo all of this. Uh, tell us about your boat. <laughs> yes, this was this was the highlight of the episode, and we need to do it twice. Here we go. <laughs> I have a silly boat as well. Yes! 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 <laughs> remember those protractor? No, what are they called? The protractor in school? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's and a s- it's, well, no, the half moon ones. What yeah. are those? That's a protractor. That's a protractor. Yes. There's well, some I, confusion with that in the compass, but that's a just protractor. like a protractor. It's like a Loch Ness monster coming out of the water. It's like that little hump. And right. it, <gasps> but there's so much more underwater. If you see it coming from far away, uh, you think the sun is rising in that's the horizon. Right. You think the sun's coming towards you. And let me tell you, that scares some people in the regatta. And it scares them so much so that well, yeah. it actually works well, in their favor because they go faster away from me. Of course, sun, sun in the morning, sailors take warning. That's right. And sun at night, great fright. I don't like sun at any time. <laughs> well, sun at night, it would be a great fright. And pencil, pencil at moon? I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in Sweden, there are days where it's sun all day. We have that. All day sun. Yeah. So it's, it's scary. <laughs> and I do get scared. And, and you said there's much more of your boat underwater. Oh, Yes. Oh, yes. It is. It's a full other ship. Like, imagine upside down. You remember in Pirates of the Caribbean when their flip, f- the boat is upside down because they go to the other world or the upside down world, like from Stranger Things? That when the, That's what it's like. It's like a full. It's like a Poseidon ship. adventure. Yes. Yes, it is. It's just like that. And it's a full other ship. 
and it's completely submerged underwater. And let me tell you, I've gotten so good at drawing that that I can draw it so quickly. And I, I'm like those kids that hand in the test way too early, and I smugly walk to the front of the room and I oh, hand like in my that test. good dragon. <laughs> That's right, like the dragon taking a test. And you, I saw you there standing there with your little pencil wave, holding it up and then putting it down and holding it up and putting it down. Oh, and he's I getting so mad. trotted. Oh, he's shaking. Well, let they, me tell you, not only am I the fastest drawer, but I'm the fastest in the seas. It does sound like your boat is much faster. Yeah, the USS Kevin Klein. Yeah, what is your boat called? My boat is called, of course... Um, the USS Fort Knox. See, mm. mm. and the U stands for underwater because half of my ship is underwater. Most of your ship is the, underwater. It sounds like that's right, except for the protractor part. And my S stands for Sweden, both my name and the country I'm from. And the other st- S stands for surprise, Fort Knox, which of course was where my ship is made from. It's actually the wood from Fort Knox. Wait, Fort Knox is gone. Our gold is exposed. (laughs) I've been taking it piece by piece for years to build this great ship. Each time I'd visit Fort Knox, I'd take a little bit. So much so that they wouldn't even notice until, next thing you know, the whole fort is gone and I've got a big new ship. (laughs) Wow. What an absolute jerk this guy is. (laughs) Did you know Harbormaster Muntz at all? Of course I did. A sworn enemy of mine. Have you heard he what's to... happened to him? Oh, I've heard what happened to him. But let me tell you, uh, that grudge is old. Old as uh, old as our wives, yeah. I'll tell you that. How old is your that wife? A... My wife? Nearly Four 106. Mm. What did you get her for the big 100? I'm thinking go-kart tickets? <laughs> Ticket, tickets to go watch people go-kart? Yeah. I wouldn't put yeah, her in a go-kart, cool. my word. You'd never see her again. I know. She's <laughs> constantly trying to escape me. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrifying to hear. I know. In a good way, though, not in a creepy way. It's just she doesn't like me and wants to get a divorce. <laughs> and I am absolutely taking my time with those papers. <laughs> well, you don't know whether to use name. the pencil or not. I know. Uh, so uh, what did you get your wife? Oh, for the big one, oh, I, I got her tickets to the annual Sun Festival, which is big in Sweden. It's where we all stand around and stare at the sun when it's up for a full day out. Are you not scared you're going to get uh, put into a bear costume and burned alive? No, that well, that's a rotating position every year, and I know that it's not going to be me for another probably six or seven years. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you've got some... Bu- they let you know ahead of time? Oh, it's all very organized. They need you to you practice have to your know bear going <laughs> And more importantly, I knew months because I have to say it, I was a criminal and I was a scallywag and a bit of a scoundrel. And when I came around those docks in the early days, I would meet him time and time again, whether I was trying to burn down the harbor zone or whether I was trying to pilfer and plunder, you know, steal an egg salad sandwich out of the fridge in the restaurant. And he caught me every time. Him and Jackie Chan would catch me red-handed. Beat the shit out of you. Yes. Yes. Because some people don't know about Jackie Chan is he actually knows kind of a lot of kung fu. Yeah, people don't know that. But let me tell you, I felt it firsthand. His hand in my face. (laughs) Griffin... He's admitted to being a criminal and an enemy of months. 
what that proves to me that he's being honest about his criminal past and would also admit if he was the one to kill Muns. Oh my god, the Swedes have you wrapped around their <laughs> little pinky, Griffin. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Swedish? I was. Until no. I sailed against you and met you. <laughs> and saw that damn Greg Polar's sitcom. <laughs> Mainly that. Yeah. I was like, what is this? What the hell? Like, he's got to be leaning on those connections. Because let's just say it. His sister's Amy Poehler. Oh, well, listen. No, he could have gotten Will Ferrell on his own volition, I'm sure. Mm. Here's the thing. In Sweden, we think of him Boat first. drives you. In me, we think of him first. Oh, I see. You know, he's, Amy he's a star. is just his sister, and I'm I'm not even sure I could name one thing she's done. Sisters, sisters yes, I know Tina she's Fey. his sister, but I don't can't name one thing she's done. <laughs> Wine country, you dolt! <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. If it's not set in Sweden, I don't want to see it. You mentioned something interesting uh, in passing. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You stole egg salad sandwiches from the fridge. Did you say? Yeah, it was one of those little fridges that has Powerades and chocolate milk and egg salad sandwiches, and it's near the register. So it's not just the big industrial fridge that's there. There's also a small one. You Don't you see what he's doing to you, Griffin? He's pulling the wool over your eyes. He's acting like he doesn't know about that big industrial freezer. We talk about it all the time. I don't think he's acting like he doesn't know about the big industrial he's freezer. He's making it seem like he's never heard of this big freezer. No, he's not. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's the scuttlebutt on the daily on the harbor. This motherfucker knows about the freezer. Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm talking to a couple of adults here. <laughs> Captain Sweden, uh, have you heard of the industrial freezer? Yeah. Okay, well, all right, that undercuts my point a little bit, but I still think he did it. Uh, I, I'm also curious, have you heard of the legend of the Harbor Yeti? Oh, uh, the, the Harbor listener. Yeti? Terrified. <laughs> Looks like he's just seen the sun coming toward him fast. <laughs> now, listen, boys, I must confess something. There's another reason I wished that it was in San Diego this year, and that's because Comic the Harbor Com. Yeti don't dare go down to San Diego. Oh. But the Harbor Yeti, when it's cold, he's out. Yeah. No, for and that's just a little rhyme to remember. Yeah, that's exactly right. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. That's right. No, when it's cold, he's out. From what I know of you, you're, you're not an old wife. This doesn't sound that unreliable. Well, my old wife will talk about it. She's been talking about it for years. And let me tell you that uh, I'm getting pretty old myself. I'm nearing the big one oh oh. And <gasps> What are you going to get him? She's got old husband. Uh, well, I'm not going to get him anything. I'm going to get him a fat smack of whoop-ass in the upcoming regatta. <laughs> I'm going to bring home the gold for... for one moment, sir. Huh? Can we please put our differences aside? For one moment, sir. All right, the man but is dead. Only to solve Munce's murder. Yes. That's okay. what yes, that's what I wanted. <laughs> All right. Do you have any experience with the Yeti? I saw him once. One time. This was in Sweden, but I knew it was him. Because if he, he walks kinda funny. Right. And he's big. Yeah, big walks funny. Covered in white hair. Mm-hmm. 
Sound kind of familiar? Yeah. Touches things. Uh-huh. They get cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's him. So he was just wandering the streets of Sweden? <laughs> no, he was at our harbor. Oh. Oh, yeah. Freezing everything in his bath. I was on duty that night, as I am the harbor master. But there's normally no crimes. There's normally no one any there. I'm the only ship in that damn dock. And I saw him. He comes out of the water and he strolls along the dock, kind of disco style. <gasps> that is a Touching, funny walk. pointing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of points in disco dancing. That's right. And he's pointing. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. That's right. Did and he, did he do that thing where he does the peace sign over his eyes and then all of a sudden he has ice sunglasses? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you better believe he did that. And the sun was hot that day. He needed them. Mm. But I fear that he might have moved south. I fear he might have moved to Pape. I told you. You didn't believe me, I'm an adult. You are such a dolt. I told you all about the Harbor Yeti. Don't be too hard on the man. You didn't believe it yourself. It sounds like a crazy story the first time you hear it. I just didn't believe it because it came from my old wife who openly told me she doesn't love me anymore. (laughs) All right, there might be other issues there. Yeah. You thought she was just making up a story so you'd get divorced. Yeah, exactly. She is constantly hammering at me to sign those damn papers so she can go live with her boyfriend. You know what I think? I think once you give her that surprise go-kart gift, things are going to turn around for you, my friend. Maybe. maybe what woman can resist papers. a go-kart? Hmm? What woman can resist a go-kart? Watching a go-kart. Yeah. Yes. And from oh, terrible seats. <laughs> <laughs> the nosebleeds? Yeah. At the go-kart stadium. Yeah. But I have one, one question that maybe we can use our collective heads to figure out. Why couldn't I get Jackie Chan on the phone? Interesting. Unfortunately, I can answer that one. And it comes in the form of a confession. (gasps) I'd sent my first mate, and I'd sent him to do some nasty, dirty sabotage. The first person you ever had sex with? (laughs) My very first mate. (laughs) You called them up after so many years had passed? (laughs) And I said, I know we haven't spoken since that fateful night, but I need you to do something for me. (laughs) And he said, sure. Of course. And of course she said, yes. She's now nearing 100 now as well. And let me tell you, she is uh, not as quick as she used to be. So I gave her ample time. I said, you take the whole night. And she did. And she set up explosives around the entire dock and leading all the way up the stream. And then she drove a bus lined with more explosive down into the stream. And then she began to light the fuse and she FaceTimed me and said, it's about to go down. And just then I saw a flying heel come in the corner of the screen, smacking her in the side of the head, knocking her out cold. And you know who that man was. You know who that heel belonged to? None. Well, none other than Jackie Chan. (gasps) So he stopped... This from happening? I gotta say, you must have been pretty good at sex for this woman to be willing to go to these lengths. It sounds like a suicide bombing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she would have got away. She'd like to fuse and leave. Oh, but if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe he was, uh, he was dealing with her. And this is why he didn't answer the phone. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, what I mean. that's an easy solution. So we can agree... That it's either the Harbor Yeti 
Captain Sweden the Dolt or Mayor John Tory. It's one of the three. And narrowing it down that much is good enough for me. I think that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. Uh, it was uh, either Mayor John Tory, the Harbor Yeti, uh, or it was Captain Sweden. I want to thank Matt Probst uh, for our theme song. Uh, what a delightful tune uh, that we should release separately for people to purchase on iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah. We could make big money on that. Yeah. If, if you want to have a gas online, you can follow us on Instagram, Kill to Death Podcast. Or if you'd like to see Steve, some tweets by Steve, uh, K2D Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have? We have an email address, killtodeathpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. If you would like to suggest a murder, uh, we will solve it. Uh, and that's else? a guarantee, or at least narrow it down to three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we guarantee we will leave it to one of three options at the end of every episode. <laughs> uh, it, am I done? Oh, no, rate and review us, please. Uh, we don't have that many. I know, I see the listening stats, and lots more people listen than have ever reviewed it, positive or negative. Yeah, if you've ever listened, friggin' review it. For every single listener, there should be a review on iTunes. Yeah, good or bad. that's my promise. Yeah, and also, there should be one single review per listener per episode you've listened to. Mm, That's a good point. If you listen to a second one, review it again. Is that so Uh, hard? it would really help us uh, in in the way of if we see a good review, we'll feel good. That's oh, yeah. how it'll help us. Um, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> over Preston Paperwork the Third. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm excited for this upcoming regatta between the two of you. Uh, very competitive. Check it out on NBC ABC. Where where will this be? Aired? It's on NBC ABC. <laughs> MSNBC. Yeah. <laughs> It is preempting the State of the Union. I'm pretty excited about it. It's a pretty good broadcasting <laughs> slot. Uh, is there anything else you want people to check out? Yes. If you see my very old wife with her boyfriend around, uh, you may know him as the actor Josh Duhamel. <laughs> Absolutely plead with her to get back with me. I'll be better. I'll take on my turn doing the dishes <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's divorcing you yes among no other reasons <laughs> uh and speaking of a harbor in the winter time uh, uh. I'd, I'd like to remind uh, all of our listeners out there uh, i know you've been told it once before let me explain to you again how this works keep your stick on the ice Killed to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky. Special thanks to Katie Lohr, Matt Probst, and Tom Shank. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 